It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ every weekday morning from our studio on the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Welcome to another Tuesday discussion, Eric. I'm really excited about today's discussion. Oh, yeah, I bet you are. Yeah, well. Uh, we, <laughs> we had, uh, give give the accurate title for this one, and uh-huh. then I'll give some of my optional yeah, I don't titles. like your uh, optional titles, though. Uh, so the real question is, how do you turn trials into triumph? It's a good title. It is a it, great it, title. In fact, we should just stop right there yeah, and that, just... And leave it like as the, the title that ends up on the video. You know, it's like all nice sounding. But the title that I thought made a lot more sense was what is Nathan's favorite smell? Was that the one we were going with? That was not the, even the question. Or, no, I, I mean, it was why does Nathan Johnson really like manure? Yeah, that was that yeah. was more the lenient. I don't okay. like the it's not the smell. We probably should just get into the topic because this is like so <laughs> awkward already. No, I like it. <laughs> so this is really because we call it at Ellerslie, we call it right. the principal manure. Right. And it's funny because I didn't know this. I'm always the one teaching on the principal manure. And I don't really like the smell of manure. Okay. Just, you know, to go on record. But for clarity, you do like some really weird smells. I do. I, I, I do want that I clarified. We, I'm not we the only one that has like issues. Growing up, I love the smell of gasoline, which yeah, yeah. sounds terrible. <laughs> and uh, I don't want to say that I like the smell of glue. That just sounds terrible too. Uh, but then uh, PVC, we, they, we have this musical theater in town and they had this PVC flooring that right. they rolled out. And I walked into the... <laughs> And it's probably terrible for you to be smelling. <laughs> and I walked in there and I was like, wow, does it smell good in here? <laughs> However, I'm not weird enough to like the smell of manure, though. But okay? your mom does. Yes, my mom so, does. So, I mean, yeah, at she least... She grew up on a farm and right. I... You, did you I didn't... Up? I grew up in the city. <laughs> okay, so this, this doesn't make any weird. sense. Okay. But my but my dad loved to, to do yard work. My parents loved yard work stuff. Yeah. And there was something about the manure smell that I loved helping my dad when, when they were doing the manure <laughs> stuff. And I don't know why, I just... It's, I look back, I'm like, that's kind of a problem i mean it's a it is a creepy that's sort of the way i think about my gasoline so i used to love the smell of gasoline so it's like could i come out and smell this while you're pumping gas i was like what it's i don't like it now but all right we should probably get uh should we get to our topic we should probably, I mean, topic. And we should probably even cut off the first half no of, no of no this, that's, that's part of the fun yeah uh so we call this the principle of manure right. and it's because manure typically is something that people don't like and so just like trials and tribulations and challenges in our life, we typically don't like them. They're like manure, which is why there's a humor in this because you strangely like manure. Uh, and however, in a typical sense, it's a bad smell. And that's the way trials and tribulations are for us. But the Christian life is actually built to leverage trials, to leverage challenge and leverage difficulties into greater strength. And so as a result, just like manure, manure has a quality to it even though it doesn't smell good, at least to most people, it has this fertilizing quality. And so actually, if you have a garden, you dream of getting some manure in your garden. So you actually want manure in your life. As strange as that is, the same is true with a Christian. Yeah, I really love how, and we've talked about this several times, just in, I think, our world here, of like when you watch a good movie, uh-huh. the the blessing or the the joy of a good movie is actually in the tension. It's in the yes. challenges. It's in the obstacles. It's in the recognizing that here's your main character and he has to overcome or she has to do this incredible feat in order to actually win the day. It's when they turn a trial into a triumph that it makes a good storyline. If all you have is a trial and then it finishes just with that trial, that's not a good story. There has to be an overcoming, a character arc where this, you know, leading character, this protagonist is able to face a challenge 
and be strengthened in and through the process of facing it unto a victory and a, re a resolution. But also on the other side, if if the character doesn't have any challenge, that is yeah. a boring show. No I mean, one wants to watch that. Yeah. yeah. So I think in our lives, I think even you said in this last Sunday sermon, the our our propensity is we actually want the the character that has no challenges, yeah. where everything's just comfortable, easy, consistent. And yet in a movie or in a book, yeah. we re love we love the challenge that a character has to go through, but we don't want that in our own yeah. lives. So if we're really going to want to live out a good storyline, we need to embrace the challenge that God has gifted each one of us. It's interesting. I, I use the illustration a lot uh, in training on this at Ellerslie of like a gymnasium. Like we get a, a workout facility, like an anytime fitness, let's say. And so we spend money on getting a membership to a workout facility. What, what does it have? It has weights, trials and difficulties and challenges inside of that uh, building. And we deliberately choose to go there. Why? Why would someone in their right mind go into a facility that is going to create physical pain and challenge high heart rates, you know, and you're going to, you know, have that taste of iron in your mouth after you're, you're done. And it's like, who would do this? I don't know, Eric, please tell me who, who <laughs> would do this? <laughs> you for one, you do this all the time. And so, and it's because of something. You see, the reason we will endure the challenge and look at the challenge is actually a blessing yeah. is because we know it is strengthening us. And this is ironically precisely what scripture tells us. It says it's the reason we consider it pure joy. The reason we consider it all joy is because that trial is producing greater strength in our life. And so if we could appropriate that same mentality that we have for going to Anytime Fitness, I mean, whenever I've gotten in shape in my life, it feels really good to be in shape. It is like you're on top of your physical health as opposed to underneath it. When any, any of us have been out of shape, it doesn't feel good to be out of shape. <laughs> and the same is true in the spiritual life. When you are appropriating your trials and your tribulations and your challenges and your difficulties well, you're on top of life. When you're smiling, when you're rejoicing, it actually lends a thrill to life that just is not there if you're under your challenges and grumbling about them. That's good. Could you give the illustration? Uh, you often mentioned Richard Rembrandt. Mm -hmm. Here he is in the Romanian prison. Oh yeah. I mean, he's he's being tortured. I mean, he I mean, he's being starved to death. He's in isolation. Yeah. I mean, everything that we don't want, yeah. he's having to endure. And yet, will you give the just yeah. that classic quote that he well, gives? Yeah, it's the story that sort of taught me this. If I could say it way back in the day when I'm an early, you know, young Christian. And I'm trying to appropriate this. I'm looking at, you know, uh, these apostles that are, you know, beaten and then they go out rejoicing. It's like, okay, what is that? And then in hearing Richard Wimbrand, it sort of like put it together for me. He, he gets out of prison and, and everyone's wanting to know the stories. Like, tell us, what was it like? What was it like? And he's telling them, and he says, uh, you know, the, the prison guards gave us instruments. Uh, they, gave, whoa, they gave you instruments? Yeah. And with those instruments, we praise the Lord. Wait a minute, wait a minute, go, go back. Uh, aren't these the same communist ones that arrested you because you were praising the Lord, because you're a Christian? Yeah, yeah. And they gave you instruments? Yeah, they did. And with those instruments, I praised the Lord. What, what kind of instruments? Like what? Well, they gave us our prison chains. And with those chains, we praised the Lord. And I tell you what, that quote so impacted me because I look at, I, at that time, I looked at prison chains as a terrible thing. He looked at prison chains as an instrument with which he could praise God. Imagine if we took all of our chains in life, all the difficulties, all the weights in our life, and we looked at it that way. I want what that man has, or had in this case. And that's the inspiration of Richard Wormbrand in my life has been 
palpable, deep, profound because of that. I mean, it's actually a, a great testimony throughout Christian history of when you look at the early church and the, all the all the stuff that they faced. But when you start looking at some of our favorite people in Christian history, yeah. they they all faced great trials and difficulties and financial problems yeah. and family crises, and and yet all of them took that manure yeah. that was brought into their life. Not that God caused it, but they allow God to take that manure and till it into the soil of their soul and actually produce some of the richest yep. uh, lives and, and uh, just that flow of that fragrance, that, yep. uh, that beauty of the Christian life, which I think is why we esteemed them is not because they had easy lives. It's because yep. they had incredibly difficult lives and yet God, they allow God to leverage that yep. in their lives. And so turning trials into triumphs is what, the New Testament is unfolding. It's like the doctrine of doing that. It's right. almost, you could say it. It's like, what, look at Paul, the apostle's life. What's he doing? He's turning trials into triumphs. That's So it's like this doctrine, but it's like one layer below the surface. You oftentimes don't see it. And some people call it the doctrine of suffering. And I think it's better to describe it as the doctrine of suffering with joy. It's not just the doctrine of suffering, like, oh, suffering's good for you. And you're like, okay, boy, it's like, you know, that medicine that tastes terrible, but I'm, I'm sure it's good for me. This is actually not just something that you, it's like uh, we were using the illustration of uh, rock climbing, you know, where you're risking your life and you're free solo climbing. And yet this person's going to like put a little tent on the side of the cliff and sleep overnight and think it is the greatest fun of all time. <laughs> and that's Christianity. What you're doing looks crazy to the world. What you're laughing about, what you're leaping about. The world is like, you should be moaning and, and groaning and, and grumbling and complaining. You're in a prison cell, Paul and Silas. What are you doing? Singing. We don't just suffer and make it through it knowing it's healthy for us. We suffer with joy. So so could you just even make that practical? Like even just give us one step of, all right, I'm facing all these difficulties. Most people this last yep. year look at 2020 as the worst year on yep. record, yep. Uh, at least in our, our yep. lifetimes. And yet we can look back and have tremendous excitement and joy about yep. it. But whether it's financial or family or just yep. uh, sickness or whether it's just economy or whatever whatever the yep. trial we may be facing what is like one step we can we can do to actually yep. get that joy in the midst of the suffering if you're going to worship god in a prison cell you have to worship god when your alarm goes off in the morning you have to take the smallest things in your life and start praising god over them if you're not praising god over the teeny weensy uh teeny weensy teensy weensy that's a better way of saying it teensy weensy trials in your life, then you're not going to be doing it for the grand trials right. in your life. And so as a result, the training ground is the small irritants in our lives. Like, thank you, Lord, for that. That's why I say the alarm clock in the morning when it gets you up and you don't really want to be up. That's when you rejoice. You say, Lord, thank you for getting me up. And you embrace those smaller trials and it makes you fit to embrace bigger ones. Hmm, that's so good. Well, just as an encouragement, take every opportunity that God has given us unless you use it to be practicing this on the small scale so that we can be living it on the grand scale. That's yeah. so good. Thanks, Eric. Well, before we let you go, we just want to give you a media piece on Leslie's marriage and motherhood course. If you are a wife and a mother of young children, have you ever wondered if it's really possible to not just survive that season of your life, but to thrive through it? I've created an eight-week course called Marriage and Motherhood, and it's all about bringing Christ into the center of marriage and family. And I'll be sharing with you some of the most important biblical truths that have really strengthened me throughout my 25 years of marriage and my 15 years of motherhood. And I pray that you'll be blessed by this course. I'm very excited about it. Daily.
Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder is streamed daily, Monday through Friday, from our studio in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekend church service is delivered live and streamed at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Join us at live.ellersley.com. Note that our live weekday in-person version of Daily Thunder is scheduled to resume this upcoming June in conjunction with our training season. Learn more at ellersley.com. Thanks for listening. Thank <laughs> you.